0: Welcome to Denim Wrapped Nightmares, Tipsy Exchange Podcast, where we explore the Supernatural series, episode by episode.
1: Over drinks, we'll discuss the lore, the gore, and what we adore about the Winchesters and their adventures. I'm Burley, and I'm a
0: new fan of the series.
1: I'm LA, and I'm here along for the ride. Now let's get tipsy. Hello, LA. Hello, Burley. Last
0: episode, Dean took a trip back in time, went and saw a whole scene unfold where Mary made a deal with the yellow eyed demon and gave him permission. We decided he gave he she gave him permission to come bleed in her baby's mouth. She didn't know what (laughs) she was giving him permission to do. But for some reason, he needed her permission to do that in 10 years when baby Sammy was six months old.
1: But, like you said, it's not like you walked in the house and asked like said, "Hey, I'm here. He just went in. Yeah, so
0: she walked in and said, "It's you." So, and yeah. he slammed her against the wall and burned her on the ceiling. And it was a, it was a good episode. There were some things that confused me a little bit. I don't know if I did it to myself, which I probably did, but I liked it.
1: It was cute to see him like but with his parents back in the day and his grandparents and all that.
0: It was, it was, and it was good to get that backstory about Mary and John, get that loose end tied, because I did remember after we recorded that in the episode Home, when they went back to their childhood home to help defeat some poltergeist or whatever that was there, Mary Winchester's ghost appeared and apologized to Sam, and I remembered when we watched that episode, we were both like, why is she saying sorry to Sam? Mm -hmm. Now we know. Yep. A lot of episodes that were kind of referenced and that was one that we missed. So another episode from season one or two that got referenced in our last one.
1: Nice. Lots of references in these last few episodes and I would not know them. So it's a good thing you do.
0: <laughs> yeah, last week's episode was cute. I enjoyed it. Today's episode was not cute. It made me very uncomfortable. Yeah,
1: it was it was a little hard to get through. It was. Uh, it it is called or it was called it is still is called Metamorphosis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the fourth episode of season four, and it aired on October 9th, two thousand eight. Starts out with this really sweaty guy tied to a chair, <laughs> and standing next to him is Ruby, of course, and then in front of him is Sam, and Sam seems to be interrogating the demon about where Lilith is. They want to find Lilith.
0: Which reminded me, we never found out why Ruby wants to kill Lilith.
1: Yeah, maybe just because she's like,
0: she's like the big badass. Like maybe she wants to stop the apocalypse for some reason, because we know Lilith is trying to start the apocalypse now. Yeah. And we found out toward the end of season three
1: that Ruby wants to use Sam to kill Lilith. I find Ruby really confusing in general. Like. How is she, like, so different from all the other ones, you know? Yeah.
0: We've been talking about this since she was like, I guess I'm just different because I remember being human and, like, yeah. that something's off there. But I don't know what.
1: Yeah. It's weird. hmm So she just seems to be, like, Sam's backup standing there. And, and, and they're fucking. Well, yeah. Well, we'll get to that moment. Okay. On. Yeah. <laughs> so the demon's, like, back-talking Sam. Not going to tell him any information. So... Sam does his new telepathic exorcism.
0: He flares his nostrils. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. we haven't seen since season two when his, he still had his psychic ability. So noted nostril flare equals psychic ability. And
1: dramatic effect. <laughs> <laughs> um, right? Like when the demon is and goes away, Sam like, is still like, you can tell, hyped up from it. And he looks over at Ruby and she is into it. Mm-hmm. You you called you called it out. I didn't notice it at first and then I was like, oh. The way she
0: smirked at him and then he smirked back at her yeah. and I jumped up and was like, oh, they're fucking. Oh, yeah. And then I realized we should have known that since the season premiere when she answered
1: the door in her underwear. Right. Well, we know it now. <laughs> it's solid now, we know. Yeah. As this is all transpiring, we see that Dean is actually there behind some... Something, and he saw the whole thing, and he's not happy. Mm-mm. He comes in and is basically like, what the fuck, to both of them. He doesn't know that it's Ruby yet, but she says "Some I think she's like, good to see you again or something. You could tell he's like, is that Ruby? Yeah. Is it Ruby? <laughs> and he actually attacks her. It's a little bit of a mess. Dean attacks Ruby. Sam attacks Dean. Ruby attacks Dean. Sam tells her no to stop, and She does. And Dean so kindly tells her she's an ob- obedient little bitch.
0: Yeah. So. I don't like Ruby, but
1: yeah. I disliked
0: that comment even more. Yeah. Mm.
1: After the tussle, Ruby takes the guy that had the demon in him, and she says she's going to take him to the ER, which is good that, I guess, whatever, however Sam is doing this, that these people are surviving. Right. So that's one good thing, I guess.
0: One would think. Yeah. that something I did forget to leave in my recap is that Castiel told Dean to stop Sam from doing the stuff he's doing. Oh, yes. Yeah. So it's obviously not good for some reason. I mean, it, I see why Sam thinks it is, though, which I'm getting ahead of myself. Yeah, yeah. We'll get there.
1: Dean ends up after this little scuffle and everything. He just like he's the total like disappointed dad. Mm-hmm. He just like gives Sam this look. And then just walks out. After that, we see Sam at the motel sitting there wearing that hideous (laughs) shirt again. Yeah. He's very pensively sitting there reading something. I can't even (laughs) remember if it was like a newspaper or what. I I didn't
0: even notice because I was just like that shirt.
1: So distracting. That shirt
0: is back. It haunts me. I don't like it.
1: You really don't.
0: And I don't even, I can't even explain why. I don't even
1: think I would have like noticed it if you hadn't pointed it out.
0: Did you like it?
1: I mean, I don't say I like it, but it just like it's not coming at me the way it is for you. I don't know. See, the,
0: oh, you know what? It's because they don't want, they don't want us to like Sam this season, so they're oh, like, let's yep. put him in this shirt. It's true. Mm-hmm. You're probably right.
1: Well, as he is reading, Dean comes in, doesn't say a word, and but Sam pops up and is like, "Hey, what are you doing? What's going on?" And Dean's dramatically packing his suitcase. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like throwing things in there. And Sam's like, what are you going to do? You know, you're just going to pack up and leave. And Dean's like, well, yeah, you don't need me anymore. Mm-hmm. And this is like the first time Sammy's like Sammy. And he's like a little puppy dog, like asking his big brother not to leave.
0: L.A. was very happy to see it was, her Sammy back. It was
1: nice. <laughs> but it was short lived in Aww. that moment. In that moment, at least, because. Dean gets so fed up with Sam, he punches him in the face. Yeah. And I was surprised Sam didn't retaliate or do anything or, like, try to shove him off him, and he just was like, oh, you feel better now? Dean does it again. Mm -hmm. So they start, they get in a fight, and Dean basically tells him that he, does he, or asks him, does he even realize how far he's gone? And, like, he's just far, going far off from even being normal or being human, I mean, I can't remember at what point in this conversation that Dean gets real dramatic and like throws a whole bunch of things and knocks it into the TV. And I don't even know for dramatic purposes. He's just throwing a fit in the hotel room.
0: The most dramatic thing he did, in my opinion, I, I actually wrote this down. He said, if I didn't know you, I would want to hunt you.
1: And he said "And others would too, Yeah, because Sam was trying to justify it that You know, he's done, he saved more people in five months than they do in a year, Mm -hmm. which that would have stung me a little bit if I was Dean, I would have been like, that's even more reason you you obviously don't need me anymore, you know? Yeah. Dean tells him, you know, that's a slippery slope, what you're doing. And then he also is like, you know, if it's so, what you're doing is so terrific, why did an angel have to tell me to stop you or ask me to stop you? And Sam's face just drops because he's like to hear... (laughs) He was so upset. That an angel, his angel, one of his angels is like not a, not happy with him. His
0: wonderful angels that made him so happy last yeah, episode. It was so
1: sad. Aww. Then we, we realized that Dean and Castiel are on a nickname basis now, apparently, because Dean tells Sam that Cass, good old Cass, <laughs> and even God don't want him to be doing these things that he's doing. Mm-hmm. And they're so... And I mean... This was good on Jared's part that there were so many different emotions and he, you could tell in his face that he's just so conflicted in this moment and thinking what he was do- doing all this time is good. But then now an angel and God both are not happy with him. That'd be a lot to take in. Yikes.
0: When he already has been feeling like a freak and he's thinking, which this comes up again later, I'm getting ahead of myself again, but... You know, he's already been thinking a freak. He's already thinking he's taken this curse, so to speak, and found a way to use it for good and has been feeling good about himself. And then to find out, no, you're still tainted. You're still doing bad things, which, again, you've been creepily lurking around and acting like a bad guy all season so far. Yeah. So I don't know that you really felt like you were doing good things, but he's right. I mean, they did survive. Right. Here's my question. Dean said, why don't you use the knife? And Sam said, the knife kills the victim. Don't they know how to stab somebody where it won't kill them? And since the knife is magic, wouldn't it still kill the demon? Yeah. So why aren't they, like, stabbing in the shoulder or something instead of stabbing them somewhere that it would kill them? Or does the magic in the knife automatically kill the demon and the vessel?
1: I don't know. you got to research that. Like Sammy. Oh, no. We'll just keep watching the show and see if they answer it for us. <laughs> we'll see. We'll find out. We flash, actually, from that to...
0: Oh, wait. No, oh. you were very upset that in the fight, Sam's phone rang. Oh, he... yes. I meant
1: to say it. Yes. Yeah. As you were talking, I thought of that, and then I forgot it again. I threw you off track. No, no. Um, but, yeah. So, in the midst of this fight, Sam's phone rings. And it's right, like, in the moment, I think, where Dean, like, threw th- some shit. But then the phone rings and Sam takes it, which I was thinking if that was me in a fight with my sibling, that intensive of a fight, I would have smacked that phone out of their hand and been no. like, are you fucking kidding me? No. It's not like it was an emergency, but it was another hunter. So maybe that's why. Maybe. He but was... I
0: mean, your brother's literally telling you heaven doesn't want you doing what yeah. you're doing. And you're like, hang on, I got to take this call.
1: <laughs> Pause. Or what is it? <laughs> Let's put a pin in that, bro. Give me a second. Um, so it's Travis. Sam goes over and writes down a name, Jack Montgomery. I forget where he said this person is that they're supposed to go check out. Then they pick up the fight right after that, like nothing happened. And uh, it ends with Sammy's sweet face so conflicted and upset. It switches from this sweet face to a fucking mouthful of food, sloppily just shoving food in his mouth. We don't
0: know who this is at first. The first of many uncomfortable scenes during this episode. Yeah,
1: And he's sitting at a table with which I assume it's we assume it's his wife. There's food all over the table and he's finished like one plate. There's a steak and he's like asking her to go get more. And I don't I going to town on mashed
0: potatoes. Yeah.
1: I don't know how she could sit there and watch him and then like be like, oh, yeah, let me go get you some more.
0: Or listen to it. The sound effects were so intense. Yeah,
1: it was disgusting. He actually ends up in the bathroom after this, brushing his ta- teeth, thank God, because I can only imagine what's all up in there. Did he floss? Let's hope so. I mean, he
0: supposedly ate two and a half steaks. <sighs> I hope the man flossed. Also, like, how
1: bloated would you be?
0: Oh, my God, yeah. He wasn't, though.
1: Yeah, he wasn't. And so, yeah, he's in there with his shirt off. He's brushing his teeth. All of a sudden, we, you hear, like, something that sounds like bones cracking. And he, you can tell he's in pain. He kind of lurches forward. It happens again. He kind of falls to his knees. And then you see on his back, his spine looks like it's almost like doing a wave under his skin. Mm -mm. It's really gross.
0: So here's a question. Why do we see the guest stars get topless more often than Sam and Dean? Oh, my God. You're right. Like, what the
1: fuck? And we can say all these, like, sexist things to the ladies and all that. Yeah. There's
0: finally a derogatory statement said to a man in this episode. That's, like, the one good thing Jack gives us. Right. But, yeah, it's like whenever they're dealing with men, they're like, oh, you suck. And then when they're dealing with women, it's like, you're a whore. You're you a slut. slut.
1: You're a bitch. What did, what did the demon call Mary? That slut. What Mary. Like, what? They
0: use bitch a whole lot. And yeah. not just, like, the cute little, oh, you're a jerk. You're a bitch. No, like, just talking to women, being like,
1: bitch. Right. You're, yeah. you're an obedient little bitch. Yeah. Since it was to Ruby, I was kind of like, okay. But, yeah. but at the same time, I was like, but still not okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> We all know how I feel about Ruby, and even I was kind of like, "Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: chill out, And Dean needs to chill out with some of his sexist comments, like they're coming a little too too much.: Yeah, <laughs> uh, so yes, I, I don't think I mentioned, but we learned that that's Jack who is chowing down and got weird spine, and we switch back to the boys, they're on their way to go see about Jack, and we realize that Dean has been telling Sam all about his time. His back to the future adventure. Yeah, I, his time back in time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's it's real sweet. He was saying like mom was a badass, smart, you know, she almost got him, took him on or she did take him on and almost got him and told him about dad, told him about their grandparents. Sam, he kind of like looks away and I was like, oh, he's like kind of jealous. Like he didn't get to see them like Dean did. And then he kind of also mentions that it seems like everyone just had to die for some demon to come seek him out when he was little and bleed in his mouth which i didn't catch this but dean caught that he never said anything in this conversation which we didn't hear the whole conversation either right but he said that he never said anything about the blood it's a little awkward pause and then he's like so how long have you known about that and sam confesses that he's known about it for about a year and he knows he should have told dean but dean's like well like what the fuck at this point like yeah it's lie after lie they're in another car of
0: rides Oh, car lies. Carl lies. <laughs>
1: That's good. I like that. You
0: said that in Did one of Yeah. Uh, in one of our episodes recently. That's
1: funny. Good job. <laughs> good job, LA. Thanks. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> um, uh, then we see so we're back to Jack. It's obviously another night. I would hope to God it's another night. Because he's at the fridge. He had on a different
0: outfit, so That's I true. think it yes. was another I, night. I know it was,
1: but yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: Hey, man, you never know with the way this guy's been eating. Ugh, it's so gross.
1: Ugh. He's, he, like, leans down. The fridge is full of food, and he's yelling at the wife, like, you know, what's going on with dinner? And she's like, uh, there's a home-cooked meal on the way. You don't need to microwave anything. It's going to be fresh, hot, you know, chill out. So he grabs a beer, and he's waiting. He's, like, really trying to be patient, but he goes back to the fridge again mm-hmm. and just can't help himself, starts shoveling things into his mouth, and I wasn't looking at first, but I looked up and it just looked like raw, raw meat. And I asked you if that's what it was.
0: I told you that's what it's supposed to be, but I think it's gelatin.
1: Well, either way, it's gross. <laughs> it was still disgusting. It just looked disgusting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he was like, just like, oh, mashing it into his mouth.
0: Yeah, it looked like gelatin with something else in it to make it look more like raw meat. Yeah, but I couldn't quite figure out what it was because I too was having a rough time watching the scene. Yeah, yeah.
1: We do see that the boys are outside of the house, looking through the window, (laughs) watching this transpire, and they think they're the. They're like, I think this is our guy. So they head back to the motel, and as soon as they get in the motel, someone's already there. It's Travis. Which I'm like, how did he know which motel room they were in and how did he get in?
0: Well, maybe they checked into the motel before they went to Jack's house and Travis is a creeper who mm-hmm, was watching mm-hmm. them to see where they were. Yeah, these hun- hunters are a little creepy. They're a little They're creepy, creep- the hunters creepers, are. Yeah.
1: And they have a little reunion and it, they say, I think Travis mentions that it's been sent, hmm? Mm-hmm. It's been 10 years since they've seen each other. And he talks about how Sam's gotten so tall, which is like, yeah. I mean, he's a little guy compared to Sam.
0: Yeah. Travis, he's a shorty. I do remember in last episode that Yellow Eyes did say something about demon blood making you big and strong.
1: Oh, that's true. Yeah. I forgot about that. They certainly did. They did. With just Sammy. Like,
0: yeah, just like hell did Dean well. Oh, my God. <laughs> demon bloods really helped Sammy fill
1: out. Right. <laughs> oh God! Oh God! I hate when I do that. Okay, so they sit down and get to talking, and Travis reveals that he thinks that this Jack guy is a rougarou. He he doesn't really explain what it is, but he mentions like rotted teeth and skin, and it. Once they they're just basically hungry all the time, and then they finally have a a hunger for human flesh, and when they finally eat human flesh. It's like a maggot turning into a bowfly. I don't know what a bow blowfly. blow, blow fly. I can't talk. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that is, so I can't speak to it. And Sam said the name of the
0: episode. He was like, so once they eat human, it's like a metamorphosis. Right. Travis said, yes. Like once they eat human, they turn into the monster and there's no going back.
1: Yeah. Travis says that
0: he. Oh, wait. <gasps> Travis also calls human flesh long pig. That they get hungry for the long pig. And Dean's real excited about this. He's like, that's my word of the day. And he uses it repeatedly throughout the rest of the episode, which
1: I thought was kind of funny. It is. I've never heard of that. (laughs) So when he was excited about it, I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) But yeah, Travis says that he actually has known about this guy for a while. He actually knew his father because his father is the one that passed it on to him. So it's hereditary. And he ended up killing the father. And shortly after he killed the father, the mother put the boy up for adoption. And Travis tried to kind of keep track of him for a while. But I think he lost him a little bit and then found Jack. And he said, you know, I just didn't have it in me to kill him when he was a little kid. Mm -hmm. So that's why now I want to make sure I have the right man. And that's why he had pulled them in to help him. Travis has his arm in a cast. I did not notice this at all until the end. I was like, what? If? I I was like, I completely, that went over my head. I did not see it at all.
0: Yeah, he says, you know, like, I'm an old man. I'm one hand short right now. Like, I needed help. Oh, okay, yeah.
1: I must have been writing some notes and missed that completely. <laughs> Apparently, you have to burn these Rougarous alive. Uh, so they're getting a the plan together, getting these little kerosene things and whatnot. Uh, And it flashes to Jack, back to Jack at his house. And his wife is still making dinner, so he's going to have second dinner, I guess. But she accidentally cuts herself pretty bad on her finger, and it's bleeding. She goes over to the sink to try and get it clean, and Jack is having a real hard time with her blood coming out and smelling it, and I guess he wants it. (laughs) The poor wife is like, I think I need stitches and, and Jack just kind of like looks at her and then runs out of the house. Pieces out. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, he's like, you, you handle that, honey. Good luck. I gotta go. <laughs> and so, yeah, it flashes back and forth. So I feel like I'm going so many places because now we're back at the motel and Sam is walking in and he says that he's been doing a little research, which Travis makes a little comment that, Oh, is, is his 30 years of experience not enough for him? Sam mentions, like, no, no, I just, you know, I wanted to see what I could find for myself. And he finds that if they continue to just consume and consume and consume the food and whatnot, they can carry on and be human, I guess. But it is true that if they do consume the human blood or human flesh, they do change. And Sam really wants to try and give it a chance to. Give this guy the benefit of the doubt, like talk to him, tell him what's going on and see if he can get on board with trying to, what's the word?
0: Eat raw meat the rest of his life. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Did you ever hear that panel story that Jensen shared about Jared whenever they got drunk one night? Oh no. Okay. So Jensen and Jared used to live together Oh. and they went out one night and drank and were pretty sloppy. When they went back home, Jensen went to bed and Jared mm-hmm. stayed up. The next day, Jensen went to their fridge and was expecting to find some marinated ribs in the fridge. Mm-hmm. Raw, uncooked marinated ribs that he was planning to cook that day. And the ribs weren't there. He asked Jared where the ribs were and Jared said he ate them the night before. Raw? Raw ribs. <gasps> he ate all of them. Oh, my God. I'm sorry where he's getting sick. I mean, apparently he got a little sick. Yeah. Not like hospital sick, but he certainly wasn't feeling good the next day. Oh, my God. I I have never been that drunk. Jared Padalecki, are you a Rougarou? Oh, yeah, maybe. Oh, my goodness.
1: Sam is just like, you know, let's give the guy a chance. He doesn't want to kill this guy just to kill him because he's a Rougarou. If he's going to kill him, he wants to make sure it's somebody that deserves to die. Mm -hmm. Oh, I skipped over him at the bar. Go back to it. Jack, after he left ran out on his wife. He actually went to a bar and was sitting there chowing down on bar nuts. And there's a girl at the end of the bar and a guy comes up to hit hit on her. She's clearly not interested. So Jack feels the need to go down there and intervene. Didn't tell the guy. I forget. What does he say to him? He's like, calls him like a sweaty. He definitely called him sweaty and he definitely called him a dick. Yeah, he says something really shit, shitty and derogatory to him. And the guy comes behind the girl to come and like punch Jack. You said what, Jack? He, like, catches his fist. Okay. And just, like, snaps his wrist. hmm And I think it freaks Jack out as much as it freaked the guy out. So, once again, Jack takes off running.
0: It made me think of the scene, not in Scream, uh-huh. but in Scary Movie, specifically, oh, yeah. when the fake Sydney, I can't think, I think her name's Cindy in the movie. Oh, yeah. And the boyfriend is, like, confronting her. And she's like, I'm sorry, my drama is inconvenient for you, and turns around and runs away. Now, he didn't do this, but that scene popped in my head when we watched him turn around and run away from the dude for some reason. <laughs> I could see it. It was still dramatic. I could
1: see it. That was funny. I, I usually don't remember things, but I do remember what you're talking about. Yeah. Now, after the guys had had their little conversation, it does flash back to Jack, and he's back with his wife. He decides to go home. And I think it's the next day, actually.
0: Yeah. Because she she, said she was at the hospital until 2
1: a.m. Yeah, she's, like, in a little nightgown thing. Her fingers all wrapped up. up. Jack starts to get a little frisky with her. Another uncomfortable scene. Yeah. I mean, she's kind of into it at first. She's like, what has gotten into you? Mm -hmm. And he just starts, he starts really going after her neck. And I thought at one point he had bit her. But. Same. She, she just, like, was, like. She kind of was moving around too much and shoved him off of her. Does she run off this time?
0: I think she did. Rightfully so. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So the guys are in the car. I can't remember where they're going at this point.
0: They're going to talk to Jack and tell him. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. Tell him about the Riggeroo thing and try to give him a chance to save himself, basically.
1: Yes. And so we have another um, intense car conversation where Dean is asking Sam, you know, if it comes down to it, are you going to be able to follow through. Like he doesn't trust that Sam's going to come through if things go down and that Jack needs to go. Mm-hmm. Then he kind of brings up that he thinks maybe Sam sees himself in this guy a little bit and can relate to him because he's a nice, just a nice guy, but he has something bad inside of him that he can't help. Which low blow. Yeah. But I mean, I feel like in a way he was trying to bring it up to him to tell him like, I get where you're coming from in a way, but also he was also doing it in a little bit of a derogatory form.
0: Yeah. Like I can see where Dean was coming from, but I also 100% understand why Sam got immediately pissed off. Yeah. To the point of demanding that
1: Dean pull over. Yeah. So he's like, pull over, pull over. He's had it. They get out of the car. Sam comes like racing over to his side of the car and just tells him, you know, he's, there's a reason he's been lying to him. There's a reason he hasn't been telling him everything. And it's because he feels like Dean has been treating him like a freak or like he's an idiot. And Sam is fully aware he is this kind of freak he you know he doesn't there's nothing he can do about it I feel so bad for Sammy too his right. whole world got turned upside down for sure but I but at the same time I feel like in a way he might have known it probably something about it probably wasn't right too since he was keeping it from Dean and fucking a demon yeah yeah so I, I do feel bad for him but I think at, I think maybe in the back of his mind he knew and this was just like validation like oh fuck just trying to justify yeah. it. yeah yeah I can see that they get back in the car. They find Jack in his backyard. Jack's backyard is beautiful, beautifully landscaped, but he's just standing there with a the hose. Like a zombie. Like just pouring a puddle, basically. Yeah. They say who they are, their real names and everything, and that they need to talk to him about what's been going on with him. And they try to explain to him that he's a Rougarou, which, I mean, if somebody came in my backyard and t- telling me that, I'd probably be like, get the fuck out of here.
0: But would you be like, get the fuck out of there if you had thought about eating your wife a couple of days ago? I mean, I don't know. There's no telling. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm not talking about like the good, fun kind of eating your wife. I'm talking about (laughs) like the long pig yep, yep. hunger kind of eating your wife.
1: Yeah. And I think I can't remember which one of them says something about how he's like going to end up being helping himself to like a man burger helper. It was Dean. It it figured that tracks. He was throwing
0: out the long pig,
1: the man burger helper. And Sam's the one that tells him that his biological dad gave him this. Like he had it too. Mm -hmm. But Jack, I mean, Jack doesn't want to hear it. The guys leave and Jack kind of goes off on his own, just like kind of wandering around. He ends up on, is it a park bench or like a bus bench of some sort? He's obviously distraught. His wife has left, left him a voicemail asking where the hell he is. What's going on with him? And as he's hanging up the phone, he sees the girl from the bar up in a window. I think it was like an apartment building. Yeah. And he gets this crazy look on his face that he just like is starving for her.
0: Predatory. It's, it's yeah. a very yes. predatory he, scene.
1: Yeah. You can tell he's like contemplating going up there or not, but he sure enough heads up there and the guys are watching him. They've been kind of following him. They see that he's on his way up there to see her and they jump out of the car with these little kerosene things or whatever that they had been putting together with Travis in the motel. Jack is staring at this girl in the window. Of course, she's undressing. She's in her underwear at this point. Of course. Yeah. It's a really, another uncomfortable. Another, He just is, just like, wants her real bad. And it, it's written all over, like it's clearing. at her. The actor did a really good job. He did. Because... Like I said,
0: he, he, almost every uncomfortable scene was him. Yeah. And he portrayed everything. You weren't supposed to feel comfortable watching this episode. No, That no. was made very clear in the direction. And so the actor made you uncomfortable this whole episode. Yeah. He, he really did nail it. I'm not going to say I liked it. <laughs> no. <laughs> but the man did the job he was hired to do. Yes.
1: And as he's watching her and kind of like drooling on himself, he catches a glimpse. Well, we already see that his eyes are kind of turning this real real weird reddish, like bulging kind of color and everything. And he actually catches a glimpse of himself in the reflection of the window and freaks him out. So he actually runs off, but we don't see that. And the boys come and bust this girl's door down. <laughs> they're, and like, they're like, we're here to save you. Well, we're here to save you. And they've got their little kerosene and the torch ready. And she's like, I'm calling the cops. And they're like, OK, we should probably leave. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it was funny because I, I thought I for
0: sure thought Jack was going to be in there. Kim Manners directed this episode and I did enjoy that shot. Like it shows her she's inside. He's watching her through the window and his reflection is there a little bit, but it's not until she cuts the lights and he can't see inside anymore. And he fully oh, sees that's his reflection was, yeah. and it zooms in on the eyes. It was really intense. Yeah. I really liked that shot. Like, I did and I didn't,
1: you <laughs> <Right>. know? <laughs> so Jack heads home. Unfortunately, when he gets home, he finds his wife tied to a chair mm-hmm. and gagged. Somebody comes up behind him and chloroforms him with a cloth. He wakes up, comes to, he's tied to a chair as well, and Travis is there. Travis tells him, you know, he's really sorry about this, but, like, you, it, there's, it's just inevitable. You're going to end up killing somebody. You're going to eat them. You're going to be the full Rougarou. Jack is like, you know, let my wife go. She has nothing to do with this. She's not a part of it. But Travis says, yeah, she is. Michelle, please tell your husband what you told me when I got here. And she says that she told him to please not hurt her because she was pregnant. Yikes.
0: Yeah, and Travis is like, I made the same mistake with you. All those years ago,
1: I, I'm, I can't repeat the same mistake again. This ends here. Right. He's like, I'm not going to be around another 30 years. Right. Yeah. To, once your son's grown to take him out. Like we saw at the um, bar, he has some sort of, he's super strength. of He's strong. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just say that. And he breaks free from his restraints and attacks Travis Travis's arm, as mentioned, is in a cast that I did not realize. So I was really confused when Travis was bashing his cast into Jack's face. I was like, what? Where did that come from? But Jack takes Travis's arm and just like, again, same thing he did with the other guy, just like splits it. Yeah. Breaks it. I bet that hurts so freaking bad. Sorry, I'm getting really spitty. Jack... Like he's got tra- Travis on the ground on top of him, and he t- has a moment. You can tell he's trying to restrain himself, but he just he just can't. And he digs into Travis's neck and starts eating, all while Michelle is watching horrified. Oh my god! Another
0: um, th- another uncomfortable scene. It's like four or five really yeah. uncomfortable scenes in this
1: episode, and she is just like appalled, crying. And after Jack gets you know, a little bit of a fill of Travis. He goes over and unties Michelle, and she's just terrified of him and runs out of the house, gets in the car, and takes off. The guys end up, they arrive shortly after this, and at this point, there's no Travis on the ground anymore. There's just a big blood spot on the carpet, and it's clear that this blood spot, whoever was there, has been dragged into another area of the house, and they don't show it, but there seems to be some sort of little chunk on the ground. The boys walk up to it, and Dean's like, I'm guessing that's Travis. hmm Or what's left of him. Blech. Gross. Sam, like, begrud- begrudgingly is like, well, I guess you were right, you know, about Jack. And Jack comes out of fucking nowhere and attacks <laughs> Dean from behind. Knocks Dean out. And then gets one of the kerosene things. And smashes Sam's face with it twice. I thought LA. for sure Sam was going to be more fucked up than he was.
0: L.A. yelled at the TV. She was like, not the
1: face. Not the face. Come <laughs> no. It's too pretty. At this point, Jack looks like shit. Yeah. He's, I mean, his face is covered in blood. His face has started to kind of, I don't know, like parts of it are like bulgy and like he just doesn't look. Even human, really, at this point.
0: He doesn't. The makeup team did a fabulous
1: job. Yeah. And he has locked Sam in a closet. Yeah. And he's yelling. Sam has come, too, in the closet. And Jack is yelling at him. He thinks that they sent Travis to do this to him, which they did not. Travis did that all on his own. Jack's distraught. He's like, you know, I can't ever see my family again. And he's blaming them, which I'm like, you just ate a dude, guy. Yeah. You know? he's like crouched next to Dean and Dean's like on this coffee table and there's blood that had dripped out of his mouth. And Jack takes a swipe at the blood and licks it. Yeah. It's like, I get it. You want him bad. I know
0: we were saying whenever he was like looking at him, because again, the actor did well with conveying like the want as he was looking at Dean. So we were both like, we get it. We get it. And then, then,
1: and then he dipped his hands in the
0: blood and we were like, no, No, not like that.
1: Sam actually grabs a hanger in the closet and he's t- trying to talk to Jack while he's doing this, telling him, you know, you don't want to do this, trying to help him, you know, save some time so he can get his bro.
0: Now, I did think this was interesting because the last time Sam was locked in a closet, he used his psychic ability to bust out. And if he's. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And if he's like so much more stronger psychically or whatever now. Why did he need to use uh, a hanger? Maybe he's like, I'm not
1: going to do it anymore.
0: Oh, that's right. I'm not going to use it. That's right. We do find that out at the end. Good call. Good call.
1: He runs out, grabs the kerosene thing, and just lights Jack up on fire. Mm-hmm. Like, doesn't hesitate, takes care of business like Dean didn't think he would. And Dean had, was just trying to, or just coming to as this kind of transpired. And he goes over to Sam, and he kind of tries to comfort him to let let him know he did the right thing but i don't think sam really appreciated it they're back in the car and dean's trying to be a little more sympathetic to sam just explaining that his psychic thing scares the hell out of him and sam at this point he's just like he doesn't want to talk about it it's you know it's playing with fire and he's done and i think dean says thank you or says yeah i can't remember what he says but sam lets him know he's not doing it for him he's not doing it for god or the angels that he loved so much that we're so disappointed in him. Um, But Sam is doing it for himself.
0: Sammy is doing it for himself.
1: Yep. That was metamorphosis. Did I say that right? That was was metamorphosis.
0: Yes. It was written by Catherine Humphreys and directed by Kim Manners. Unfortunately, this is the last episode of the series to be directed by Kim Manners who passed away on January 25th, 2009. We are going to be doing a bonus spotlight episode on Kim Manners at the end of the season, which we have found out through little pieces here and there that he was a total badass. Yeah. I'm really excited to do that spotlight. Uh, So you guys have that to look forward to at the end of the season. Now, I mean, as far as Gore goes, technically... The only really gory thing that happened was at the end, yeah. whenever he ate Travis. Right. However, this episode just made me so uncomfortable throughout the entire thing. Yeah. The eating, the bone crunching, the breaking the wrist, the breaking the arm. hmm Just ugh.
1: Yeah, it was, a, it was a tough
0: view. I mean, it was good, but ugh, I, like, I wouldn't want to watch this episode again. Yeah. You
1: know? Was there anything you adored about this episode? Well, as much as I've been upset with Sam, oh. <laughs> I was I did like that he kind of finally, not like stood up for himself, but like also was honest with Dean about how he feels like he's been treating him mm-hmm. like a freak or whatever. And like, he's he's like, I know I am, but like I, the one person in the world I don't want to treat me like that is treating me like that. Yeah. So I'm glad he kind of got that out and off his shoulders. That was, as, even though it was an argument, I was like, I was glad it happened.
0: Okay, I can see that. Yeah. I adored uh, the reflection shots. There were two mm. reflection shots in this episode. The one with Jack that we already talked about uh, and also at the end when Sammy was having his big monologue about how he's doing like doing this for himself that he's not going to use it anymore. He like looked to the passenger side window. And so we were watching his face through the reflection in the window. While he was doing that whole speech, yeah, and it was a really beautiful shot of Jared Padalecki, and I really like that Kim Manners made that decision to use the reflection off the window. Uh, that was something I don't think we've really seen much of.
1: No, nope.
0: but yeah, it was it was nice to see our Sammy
1: kind yeah. of peeking
0: through this episode. He, he's he's not really been our Sammy so much so far. Yeah, he's still in there.
1: I'll be curious to see how that conversation goes down with Ruby, that he's not going to be using his powers.
0: Oh, I didn't even think about that. What's she going to say to that? Mm -hmm. And if it's really going to happen. I don't know.
1: We shall see. I feel like there's going to be a point where Sam's, or Dean's going to be like, use them.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Where they're going to be in a situation that they can't move or something like that. I could see that happening too. Mm -hmm. All right. So Lore, we're talking about the Rougarou. I'm using an article from PelicanStateOfMind.com. Back in the day of armor, swords, and jousting, there was a lot more to fear than the plague and witches. Beasts called loop gurus, which means... Loop like L-O-O-P? L-O-U-P. Oh, okay. It's
1: French. French?
0: It's French. So I might be mispronouncing it. (laughs) Based off of how they pronounce Rougarou, I'm guessing this is Loop-Guru. Yeah. But I don't know. Somebody let me know if I'm wrong. Michelle, let me know if I'm wrong. And that means werewolves in French. Back in the 16th century, they'd regularly blame various crimes on Loop-Gurus. The villagers would capture people they believed to be a Loop-Guru and then hold a public trial. Usually, they'd find someone in the woods or someone in the village who was just, quote, acting strange which made me think of travis whenever he was telling the guys to go scout jack like just look for anything weird look for Mm. anything where they're acting strange so the court would ask the public if they believed the accused to be a loop guru and usually the public agreed of course yeah mainly for fear that they'd be outed as a witch or a loop guru themselves if they didn't These loop gurus became a fear for many people in the country, leading to them earning their place in legends passed down to children. The French Catholics claimed that you would be turned into a loop guru if you did not follow the rules of Lent for seven consecutive years. Damn! There was also a story that was told to kids that if they didn't do what their parents asked, a loop guru would come and steal them away in the middle of night. When many of the French migrated to Canada and the southern United States, they took the legend of the Loop gourou with them. Which brings us to the next section of this article, Cajun country and the legend of the Rougarou. Since the migration, many of the legends began to change to match the times and the dialect. Since Cajun dialect is a mix of French and English and well known for changing words completely to roll off the tongue easier, the name of the beast changed from Loop Garoo to Rugaroo. <laughs> in the swamps within the Greater New Orleans area, and the A- A- Acadiana, is that right? Yeah, is where the beast has come to live. He might even be neighbors with the Honey Island Swamp Monster, which is also known Ooh. as Louisiana's Bigfoot of the Swamp. Wow, Cajun legend says that the beast hunts down Catholics who won't follow the rules of Lent, which is similar to the telling of the old French stories. Another telling of the story says that the Rougarou is under a 101-day curse, unless the affected person can transfer the curse to another human being. Their curse usually comes from a local witch, sometimes a voodoo priestess. It is said that you can protect yourself against the Rougarou by laying 13 small objects by your doors. Apparently, when a person changes into a Rougarou, they forget how to count past 12, probably since they worry about midnight and the moon at this point. There's a lot of monsters that we've researched about that you can defeat with counting. I think that's kind of odd. It's <laughs> like, just
1: kind of dumb. <laughs> this isn't
0: the first one that like, you can confuse them because they need to count something and they can only count up to this number. Yeah. So the Rougarou will see the 13 objects, try to count them, and be unable to count them all. This will perplex it, and it will keep recounting until the sun comes up, and it must flee. Despite the fact that it was originally a legend, there are still people claiming sightings of Rougarou to this day, though it has died off quite a bit in the past decade. Only the past decade? Right. (laughs) Okay. The Beast is a hit in pop culture in Louisiana. There's an annual Rougarou festival every year, And the Audubon Zoo in New Orleans has a Rougarou exhibit, which includes a statue of the creature in all its swampy glory. Oh.
1: that's what I got on Rougarou's. Wow. Well, I think if I was living in uh, New Orleans and I was a Catholic during Lent, I think I might just take a vacation. Right. You (laughs) know? None of the lore I read said that they'll, like, eat you, but... (laughs) Something. Whatever. To close it out, there is a quote from Dean... When Sam gets back from doing his research and Travis is a little offended, Sam tries to tell Travis to quell him a little bit. He's like, Sam loves research. He does. He keeps it under his mattress with his KY.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Cheers. Cheers. Thank
1: you for listening to Denim Wrapped Nightmares. Follow us on Twitter or Instagram. Leave a review and let us know how we can get involved in the fandom. This was fun. Jerk. It always is, bitch.